Don't feel bad making offers, guys. Nothing is wrong. If you offend someone, you offend someone. Um, like they're, They are more than capable of saying no to your offer, but you also need to make clear what your offer is. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 118 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing how rising interest rates are creating more real estate opportunities. I'm your host, Dan Rapke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Ralph. Ralph asked, what was your biggest obstacles when starting to flip land and what did you do to overcome it? Um, I'm going to kind of go from the members aspect and kind of what we're seeing a lot of people struggle with. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that I see with newer members is consistency and it's taking daily action. I We're really big on this when we kind of preach about how to be successful in this business. It's taking daily action to move the needle forward, whatever it is. And one of those things that I see people struggle with is waiting for results from their first mailer. And that results in a lot of people, whatever, quitting, whatever it is. If for whatever reason, the first mailer you don't get a deal from, it's waiting for the results from that before you send your second mailer, opposed to what we suggest is sending your second mailer a week, 10 days after that first mailer. So that is probably the number one hiccup that I see uh, keeping people from being successful in this business, to be honest. Once you get over those first few mailers, you're going to have a deal or two. You're going to be making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on those deals, $20,000, whatever it is. And everything is going to be more smooth sailing after that. The people who don't make it, don't make it in the first two to three months. After that, it is a very, very high percentage of people being very, very successful. Yeah, I agree. The further you get along, obviously, the more successful people you see once you get past that initial hurdle, Ron. And I just want to summarize what you said with get your mail on a schedule in 2023. That's the biggest thing, especially if you're starting out early. Don't send your mail. Don't kick back. Don't send your mail and just kick back and wait for those results to come. Send your mail. Wait for them to come while sending, pricing other mail, vetting leads, and running the business. Don't just kick your feet up after that because the business runs off consistency. Get your mail on a schedule, guys. Other than that, Ron, let's get into the show. Interest rates and markets that are falling are creating more real estate opportunities, Ron. So, what I want to talk about here first, Ron, is just how the overall real estate market compares to land. Because we're, we're going to split this up into kind of two things. Interest rates are correlated with markets falling, Ron, but th that's not the only thing that goes into it. There's more reasons. Even if interest rates go back down, the market can still fall. We've seen that in the past. So let's just talk about how interest rates rising are affecting the economy right now, Ron. Yeah, so interest rates rising right now are... Um... They're, they're making money more expensive in the first place. Like that's what interest rates rising are. It is more expensive to borrow money for anything, what, no matter what it is. If it's a small business loan, if it's a loan for a house, if it's refinancing, whatever it is, money is more expensive. But on the real estate aspect, there are less buyers out there. There's less competition because a $500,000 house today is so much more like it might be 1.5 times, might be even two times as as expensive on a monthly basis as it was 18 months ago when interest rates were at like an all-time low at like 3% or 2.75, whatever it was. So that is the main thing what interest rates is doing. And I don't think interest rates are affecting the market as much because how many homeowners 
right now are locked into such cheap money. People aren't going to sell their house at a loss or have to liquidate their house if they're locked into a 3% interest rate from three, four years ago, whatever it is, while these people who are buying in the last 12 in the last six to 12 months are getting locked into a six, 7% interest rate. Or they're, and they're the ones that could be put in a weird situation here in a couple of years if the interest rates don't fall down and put them in a good position to refinance. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a lot of people's strategy in, in this coming year because interest rates are supposed to come down a little bit. But getting locked in, there's, there's so many opportunities that come with these high interest rate markets uh, for real estate that you can maybe afford at times, Ron, to lock yourself in a six, 7%, like we've done a uh, six, 7% interest rate and knowing that they're going to come down or predicting that they're going to be come down. But the biggest thing, Ron, is being covered either way. So if they don't come down, I'm okay. If they do come down, I'm even excellent. I'm great. So the first thing I want to talk about, Ron, is just how the overall real estate com market compares to land and how we see those trends kind of come over and what what we see from the overall market and how it correlates with land. Yeah, I think land is a lot more difficult to track, like just because there are so many, so much fewer comps out there. What I do see in land, like I kind of mentioned in the real estate as a whole, there are less buyers out there. There is without a doubt less buyers looking to buy land because they're fearful or they don't have the money, they can't get a loan or the loans at eight, nine percent, whatever it is. Loans that for land are gonna be higher, but there's so many cash buyers when you're talking about sub six figure land properties when it's 80, 90, 60, whatever, $1,000. So I think the land market gets delayed, Daniel. I think there's still a huge market of land buyers out there looking to get away from the cities, but I still think it's a little too early to say exactly how it's going to affect it. I don't think we're fully seeing that yet. I do think we'll see that in 2023, and I think that's where a lot of the opportunities are going to come from. I mean, I, I personally think a lot of the markets are delayed and we haven't seen a lot of the effects of what's happened in the last six months or so in the last three, four months with these rising interest rates. I think we're starting to really, really see it right now. There's so many good buying opportunities because of that, how it's starting to trickle to everyday life run. But I think personally for land, cash buyers is going to go down because money, money just gets more tight, right? Money gets more expensive. Their cash is more valuable. Cash buyers, people are going to have less cash than they did two years ago, period. And I think since they go down, you're going to see more deals that are based off financing, more land financing deals. But other things that we got to look at, Ron, is more things like owner financing, other ways to get people to buy. While since the overall cash market, Ron, is going to go down, I feel like the overall like the leverage market of owner financing is is going to go up because you you want we've always said this, Ron, is you want to provide sellers and buyers with the easiest way to get that land or sell their land. That's like the business. We're a marketing company, and if it gets to a point where things get tight enough. There's one third of the buyers that there was a year ago. We're having trouble selling things. People need to look for alternative ways to sell things through land financing, owner financing, maybe get creative with note structures, things like that, I think are going to get more, going to get bigger and bigger because this isn't 2020 where people just run around with $100,000 cash in their pocket. Like it's been so easy to sell. That's not going to, I don't think that's sustainable how it's been done. No, without a doubt. There are, uh, there's less money out there. Like that's just the fact of the matter. Like there's less money out there, which gives, so you guys got to look at it the, on the ver reverse way. And we might have this later in the episode. It's going to give a lot more opportunities to us because there's less buyers for land in general, which means we're going to be able to be more aggressive with our offers in a low way. Like we're going to be able to undercut people even more and get things at a really, really big discount. 
so that's what I'm really excited for, Daniel. I think it's providing opportunities, but interest rates in, as a whole, there just means that there's less money out there. Essentially, the government is trying to take money from the economy uh, because how fast when, when inflation gets out of control, they are going to raise interest rates to take money out of the economy to hope to level off inflation, which it has done somewhat over the last three to six months. And that's why the interest rates, they're starting to level off the interest rates and even talking about dropping the interest rates a little bit in 2023. Absolutely. And I, and that's what I was going to get into next round was opportunities that come in slower markets. Since there's less money in circulation, the economy has less money floating around. People that do have cash aka land investors, we're buying everything with cash, closing quick, our offer gets more valuable to them. So there becomes more, since there's less buyers, they're having more, they're, it's harder to sell a piece of land. They also need money. They got laid off their job. They have a, you know, a interest rate of 6.5%, whatever their situation is. Things get tighter. Our cash offers get more and more valued as economies go down and down and down. And that's the biggest thing with this. Everyone always asks how we adjust our business and recessions, Ron. The biggest thing is, one, we acquire a lot more. It gets harder to sell, yes, but we acquire a lot more and we can acquire cheaper. That way we can sell cheaper, Ron, or come up with owner financing. I mean, the marketing on the for sale side gets more and more important, Ron, as these markets drop, I think. You got to get more eyes on it. You got to be positioned better with pricing and everything else. Yeah, acquisitions are going to get easier, but it makes like for the way we do it with our salesperson is he is in charge of acquisitions and selling the property. Like Daniel said, uh, he doesn't actually do the marketing, but he takes the phone calls and all that. That marketing is going to be very important on the back end, uh, letting buyers know exactly what the land is, exactly what it can provide for them. And then on the acquisition side, being very, um, disciplined with going up to certain prices, being a tough negotiator with the sellers where 12 months ago, you just wanted any land essentially. Like if you could get something for 50% of market value, it doesn't matter the defects or anything that it had. Now we are really using negotiation tactics to make sure we are not budging too much on our price and getting at a good price where we do not have to sell at nine, 100% of market value. We can sell a lot cheaper so we can sell quickly because along with the marketing being so important on the back end, uh, pricing things to sell is just as important, if not more important without a doubt. But, uh, yeah, like Daniel said, us having access to capital, you guys having access to capital with deal funding and everything like that. If you can become really, really good at getting deals under contract, negotiating people throughout a recession, it's going to be easier in that aspect. And you're going to be able to make a ton of money. Yeah. And to be clear, we're not using our own capital. Our members aren't using their own money. It's not like you need 40 thousand dollars to come start land investing there's a lot of money in our group that invest in other like we partner up with you guys other people partner up with us and you guys to fund your deal they put up a hundred percent of the upfront capital run and then you have a profit split for anyone who doesn't know that's how the business works you do not need money to buy the deals you need money to market and send the mail and all of that so the last thing I want to talk about is some advantages of working in a slow market versus a hot market some advantages in both because we're coming out of a hot market one of the hottest of all time and we're going into a, it's normalized right now, but it seems it appears we're going to get into a little bit slower market. We'll see. No one really knows. Um, we'll just, time will tell, Ron. But let's talk about some advantages of slow versus hot markets and, and land flipping in real estate. Yeah. So going into a slow market like we are, or like we're kind of on the verge of right now, I would say we're pretty even, like Daniel said. Uh, going with a slow market, you need to become really good at negotiating on the front end. Like I mentioned before, if you offered $40,000 and you think it can sell 
market values, whatever, $80,000, uh, $90,000, like you need to stick at that 40 or maybe give the seller one. Even if they're, if, they're, if they're asking for 50, you need to gauge their motivation as a seller like and sell our, uh, sell what we sell, which is essentially fast money. We are taking this land off your hand. We're liquidating it for you with $40,000 of cash. We can get you this within two weeks. So having your sales points um, up front and center, I think is so important in a slow market because people are going to, whether, whether they say it or not, people are going to need capital more. And if you can build a relationship, they're going to be way more likely to take your deal and give trust in you. So I, I just think that aspect of it, that side of it, Daniel is going to make or break people like getting things for the right price is going to be the most important thing. Exactly. And when we're comparing slow markets versus hot markets, obviously, like the last two years, Ron, we buy a piece of property, we put it up and it sells like it sells very fast at market value. That's the main difference. Now a property at market value, depending on where you are, might sit a couple of weeks at market value, might sit six months at market value, depending on where you are. But you start putting 80, 90 percent and you're selling it that week. So we're still selling things at the same speed we were a year ago, Ron. It's just our pricing structure is a little different. We're more aggressive on the pricing. And that hasn't taken full effect, Ron. I think it's going to get worse. We're going to have to get even more aggressive with it. But we're still selling things fast because there is always a market for undervalued land, Ron. And I love to bring it back up. People get rich in recession. Like real estate professionals and investors get rich in recessions. You think they were sitting here buying all kinds of properties in Tampa, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, all these hot markets, Austin, Texas the last year. Maybe they were with other people's money leveraging, but- I'm telling you, these investors, these real estate investors, their mouths are watering now. This is where the real opportunity comes. I can even bring it to my story right now, Ron. Like, It's not a killer home run deal, but I just got a really good deal on a property that would not have existed 12 months ago, Ron. It just wouldn't have. I got it under market value, I think, um, where 12 months ago, things were only going above market value because that was the, any house on the market was set in the new market value, just pumping it up, pumping it up every single time. And now I got it a little bit under market value or a good amount, in my opinion, under market value. And that just wouldn't have been here. I went in with a low ball offer. Like we said, people get, you know, there's less buyers on the market right now. Uh, so offers become more valuable. I went in with what would be considered probably Ron, like a offensive offer as what realtors would say, but you know, we met somewhere in the middle and it worked. So I just think we're at the beginning of that and, you know, shoot your shot. It's getting to become a really, really good time to buy real estate. Millionaires are made in recessions. Don't, don't feel bad making offers, guys. Nothing is wrong. You're not like, who cares? If you offend someone, you offend someone. Um, like they're, they are more than capable of saying no to your offer, but you also need to make clear what your offer is. We were just trying to buy an office building and it was listed for 725, I think. And we offered 400, um, 400 grand cash. And we, they came down to like 625 and we're like, no, absolutely not. And then a week later, they came back to us and said they can do for 450. I said, and we just said, no, like honestly, 400 is our best. This is what we think it's worth right now. We have cash. We can close in whatever, three weeks. So trusting your offer, like I'm fine with them saying no. Uh, I understand why they could be potentially offended, but they have the opportunity to say no. Like that's their choice. Uh, it's almost like Dan, how many millionaires were made in 2020 in real estate versus 2021? 2020, people were so scared. People were liquidating everything because of COVID. While 2021, it's an extremely hot market. Like 
if you, I don't have any data on this, but I would be willing to bet everyone made more money because you're getting things at 50% of what it's worth in 2020 versus 2021 where it's at the peak. And now people are losing money. People who bought the thing, bought things in middle to late of 2021, the the asset is worth, worth less. And I know you're seeing that in St. Pete in Florida, Daniel, when you're looking at some of these flips and you look at like, shit, this person bought this for 450. I'm buying for 500 and they flipped the entire property. Exactly. And opportunities come when people are scared or hiding. Someone there's, we had a bad winter storm in the last few weeks around up North. And someone I was talking to, I can't remember who it was, said they went to the gym and there's no one on the road. They could, they, there was no traffic. There was no one on the road. Everyone was scared to go out. It was cold. It was negative 10 degrees or whatever it was. And then they get to the gym and the gym's empty so they could use all the equipment. And they said it was such a good life lesson because Typically, like where people are not, when people are scared, when people are tucked away, that's when the most opportunities, that's when the best opportunities come. And it's the same exact thing for real estate, Ron. And you were talking about offensiveness. Like our land business is built off offending people. There's 90% of the people who get our letters are offended. And then there's 5% who are interested. And then 4% who want to see what we can offer them. 1% who want to sell or whatever the statistics are. Like that's how our business is built. Get more offers out there. You're going to acquire cheaper uh, just by getting more offers out there in their hands. I'm not saying price at 20%. I'm saying price at a good, valuable offer for them. You're closing in two weeks, give them 45% or whatever you guys come up with. And, and that's valuable. That's sustainable. So that's, that's what we're saying. Just get more offers out there. You're going to offend people. Do the same thing with real estate. Like call as many people, put as many offers on houses, shoot low. What's the worst that can happen? The only leverage that they have is that if you're not willing to walk away, Ron, when you're not willing to walk away, they have the leverage. When you're fine with walking, you have all the leverage and control. Exactly. Don't get emotionally tied to potential deals. Um, and I think that's where you kind of don't want to walk away is when you get emotionally tied, whether it's you when you're buying a house, Daniel, or us when we're buying an office building. We didn't send, and like it is, we are trying to buy an office building in our in our uh, local city for our business, but it's not nothing that we're going to get, emo we're not going to be too desperate with a deal. And that was our first offer we made on an off office building was for $400,000 when it was listed for 725 and we got them down to 450 and we just weren't willing to budge. Um, I think it's worth like 700 once the interest rates do go back down. But uh, it's, it's just a couple examples, guys. And we always have this in our land business with these and you start to hear it on these sellers voices this last two months, six weeks, eight weeks is a little more, not desperate but like, okay, now they're, now they're asking more questions. It's less hate calls. Um, they want to negotiate more and they want some money. Like you can feel that people do need capital more than they have in the past. Yeah. Negotiate guys. Just remember that when you're talking to your leads, negotiation power goes up. These people might sound like they don't need the money or they don't want the money, but chances are there. I mean, they can just be, you're talking to them on the phone. They can just be putting on a face to try to get as much money as you want. And I told one of our coaching members that Ron, said, you have no idea what their real needs are. Yes, they're asking for 15. You got them down or the, your offer was 11. Like there's a good chance you can get that at 11. They're calling, seeing what they can get. I would do the same exact thing. Just hold your ground, stick your ground, negotiate down, do whatever makes sense to you. But there's just so much power in negotiation during these hop, during these more cool markets. Yeah. I don't have anything to add, Dan. I think this was really valuable. And again, I think we're talking about 2023 a lot. This is going to provide, like, it's not an excuse staying out of the land business, staying out of real estate because interest rates are going up. It is a reason to get into the real estate business um, because of the opportunities. But uh, yeah, really good episode.
Yeah, I'm excited for 2023 and what it brings around. But everyone, as always, thank you for joining. If you have already not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps us spread our mission and help this business grow. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining and we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks, everyone.